Okay, well, Happy New Year, and welcome to the first 2022 episode of Innovations in Education, eCampus News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in ed tech and higher ed. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. On this episode, we look at some of the big picture trends that are emerging from the continuing pandemic event, including remote, hybrid, blended learning environments, the abrupt shifts in the world of community colleges when it comes to online learning, and for those interested in the back office, how automated forms and e-signatures are now becoming the de facto administration process. First, be sure to scroll on ecampusnews.com for an interesting piece written by Kyle Shea, Executive Vice President of Partnership Development, and David Chishan, Director of Enrollment with a company called All Campus. The article is entitled, Three Reasons Higher Ed Will Move to Multiple Learning Modalities, which is a fancy way of saying blended learning, I think, right? The authors have made a strong argument for there being no back to normal for colleges and universities in which the way they deliver education. They write, here's why multiple modality programs are the future of higher education. Number one, increased student enrollment. Multiple modalities mean more options for students, and more options for students can translate to greater enrollment and diversity. Universities can adjust their programming to meet the growth trends seen across institutions. For example, Northeastern University's Master of Science in Criminology and Criminal Justice program is available to students on campus, online, or in a combination of both settings. This structure allows students to learn in the environment that best suits their week-to-week schedule. Number two, more diverse student populations. Online education technology enables faculty to connect with students from almost anywhere, which can lead to greater diversity in university student bodies. Geography no longer needs to dictate the educational program a student chooses. If a student from Idaho is interested in a program from a university in Boston, online learning can make that wish a reality without forcing the student to move. And number three, real-world alignment. Higher education institutions should be designed for students to succeed in real-world industries. With many companies moving to full-time remote or hybrid work models, Multiple modality education programs can help prepare students for this new normal. By learning in online and hybrid learning environments, students can learn to work collaboratively in a similar virtual setting, preparing them for their future careers. So instead of being caught off guard by a professional remote or hybrid work environment, students can be ready to thrive in it. Sure makes sense to me as I sit here in my laundry room slash recording studio. (laughs) So when it comes to the promise of hybrid, remote, blended learning, whatever you want to call it, community colleges seem to be on the cutting edge. Unfortunately, enrollment has dropped by nearly 15% across community college campuses since the COVID-19 pandemic began, a fact that is particularly concerning considering that community colleges serve a higher number of marginalized student populations. New research from Cengage and Bayview Analytics delivers some good news, though which is also in the top news scroll on eCampus. It looks at the learning experience of community college students and what they want for future courses. The latest installment of the Digital Learning Plus survey found that the majority of students today are taking online or hybrid courses at the community college level, and the majority give those learning experiences good marks. When it comes to how the community college students want to learn in the future, most say they want more digital options and at least some courses fully online. Some more details on the numbers. Students give higher marks for learning experiences in this year's fall versus the spring of 2021, 
Nearly half, 48% of all students, gave the fall 2021 learning an A grade, compared to 40% A grades for spring of 2021. Also, students were more satisfied with in-person learning, but one flexibility. Students who were taking in-person-only courses were more likely to give their learning experience an A, that's 59%, compared to students in online, which was 44%, and those in hybrid, which was 49%, so pretty much all in the same ballpark. However, students taking only in-person courses reported more problems with work and technology. It's kind of interesting. And finally, the majority of students prefer some courses fully online and want more digital tools. The majority of two-year students, 68% of them, want to take some courses fully online post-pandemic. 63% want more digital materials and resources in their courses. And I think that probably goes back to the, uh, to the first segment where we talked about the need for students to have a learning experience that's going to reflect what's going to happen in the real world. And I think you find that more community college students are much more focused on that being their mission for going to class. And actually, as brutal as all these pandemic pivots have been over the past two years, and that unfortunately continue today, all of this might actually make higher ed eventually more efficient and effective for students and faculty. You know, COVID forced the greatest beta test in the history of education. The world's abrupt migration to these remote working and learning techniques, while tragic and disruptive, have also inspired college and university leaders to not only reinvent teaching methods in lecture halls and labs, but has also digitized processes in the central office. In other words, finally making the paper chase a, a thing of the past. I had the pleasure of a recent conversation with Rico Demore. He's Director of Academic Services Technology at Benedictine University in Illinois. Dr. Stephen Ball, Assistant Professor, Leadership Education at Winona State University. And Chitra Mithra, Director of Edu Institutions Marketing at Adobe, on what that shift has meant in the day-to-day operations of their respective schools and how Adobe has had to respond to this accelerated need for their services. Here's a snippet. And now, Chitra, you know, from from your experience and watching the use of your products and technologies accelerate over the years, I mean, as Rico mentioned, PDF is pretty much the the standard bearer when it comes to electronic documents. I'm assuming that you saw some spikes in in usage starting in March of 2020. Talk a little bit about this acceleration from, from your perspective. So it's it's both the things that Steve and Rico talked about, right? Um, It's different organizations were sort of in different stages of their journey. And when I think about um, sort of education, I I break it down into three areas of way in which the forms or uh, processes work, right? There's one that's student-facing or student-related. There is uh, the staff management or um, HR, sort of personnel management side of things. And then there's all of this administrative areas that Rico called out, you know, the budget, the vendor management, the procurement, you know, all of the things that are administrative in nature. And each of these things were slightly in different stages of their uh, journey of digital transformation. And PDF or Acrobat always kind of played a really important role and it was available in in many areas, 
But um, interestingly, you know, signatures were not necessarily as widely um, accepted or available as um, Steve called out. You know, you, when when you can just literally walk over, or when a student can come into the you know the the office of the registrar to get some paperwork done, there was really no need to do um, what now we're all sort of forced to do it. So from a usage standpoint, yeah, the, the demand and the opportunity and the usage definitely did go up, but especially higher ed has always been on this journey and there's different phases. So as, as Steve called out, like there's, if undergrad was the big opportunity and there were many, many students in undergrad, then they probably moved those processes faster down the path of digitization. And if, uh, you know, postdoctoral students or doctoral students were not as many in number, then they were like, oh, let's just keep these processes in sort of the older way. But what happened, I think, with the pandemic is everybody sort of were forced to kind of move into that digital experience of working with processes. And it's interesting to hear both Rico and Steve, because when I, when I hear, um, most of the customer challenges, it's process and it's it's change management, right? Um, oh, but how do I do it? Last I remember, I would just stand over my desk and I could look over to my neighbor and I would ask them how to do it versus now um, there's this resistance and there's this fear of how do I handle this? I don't know what's going on. And what we are learning as a as an organization is it's not just enough to sell a, a solution or develop a technology to answer the challenges, but to help people through the change management, help people figure out the process aspect of it and kind of guide them through that. It, it's as critical as delivering a technology solution to this. And that was just the beginning of a great presentation. I encourage you to go over to the webinars tab at ecampusnews.com and look for the title, Back Office Innovations in Higher Ed, and listen to the whole thing. And that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on ecampusnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the higher ed and tech space. Ecampus News is always free and always helping innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan.